If you're listening to this, then you likely already know that being an independent musician can be a lonely road. And maybe your friends and your family just don't fully understand why you do what you do or why you invest so much time, energy, and, and money towards achieving your music goals. And especially early on, it can be hard to find people who really understand what you're trying to accomplish and how to make it happen. Uh, so that's where Modern Musician comes in. My name is Michael Walker, and you know I can understand and relate to that feeling. I've been there myself, and so has our team of independent artists. And the truth is that basically everything good in my life has been the result of music. It's the reason I met my wife. It's why I have my three kids. It's how I met my best friends. And now with Modern Musician, we've seen so many talented artists who started out with a dream, with a passion, but without really a fan base without a business and be able to take that and turn it into a sustainable full-time career and be able to impact hundreds of thousands, even millions of fans with their music. And we've had thousands of messages from artists who told us that we've helped change their lives forever. And it just gets even more exciting and fulfilling when you're surrounded by a community of other people who get it and who share their success and their knowledge with each other openly. And so if you are feeling called to make your music a full-time career and to be able to reach more people with your music, then I want to invite you to join our community so that we can support your growth and help lift you up as you pursue your musical dreams. You'll be able to interact in a community with other high-level artists, coaches, and industry professionals, as well as be able to participate in our daily live podcasts, meet these amazing guests, and get access to completely free training. If you'd like to join our family of artists who truly care about your success, then click on the link in the show notes and sign up now. Once you have, you know, all these maybe things written out as what you want to create in 2024, then actually write it out. And Michael, you talk about this with like future gratitudes, right? I'm so, but starting with, I am so happy and grateful now that, and then writing visions from, from that place. But I think really what's most important is that you write it out because there's a lot of power in that. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm so excited to be here today with Hannah Ordensky. So Hannah is one of my favorite human beings. She's our artist identity coach leader at Modern Musician, and she's a musician, life coach, yoga instructor, a champion for independent artists. She has a band called Hannah's Field. She's released seven albums and opened for numerous national acts. And off the stage, she helps others find their true voice. And she's an incredible life coach and our identity, identity coach uh, here at Modern Musician. So I'm incredibly grateful for, for Hannah. Every artist I know that has a session with you comes out of it with so much more clarity around who they are and their vision and really the impact that they want to make with their music, which is you know at the core of what we're even doing here you know, with our music and just as you know, humans in general. So I think it's really sacred work that you're doing. And talk about great times to bring you onto the podcast right now. At the time of recording it, it, this is January 2nd. You know, it's a new year. It's fresh. People are starting to think about you know, what is this year all about? And what are what, you know, the new, the old you dies, the new you, you know, comes into focus. So I'm really looking forward to having a conversation around how to clarify your vision and really kind of get to the core of your artist identity. So Hannah, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to hang out. <laughs> Absolutely. So to uh, kick things off, I'd love to hear a quick introduction. If you wanted to share a little bit about your story and how you, know, you became an artist identity coach at Modern Musician and yeah, what kind of motivated you and, and, and how you found yourself at this point. Yes, absolutely. Well, I am a, a child of the original flower children. So what that means is I was raised by hippies and <laughs> <laughs> my parents actually met hitchhiking when the Newport Jazz Festival broke up in a riot. My mom found herself with two of her guy friends that she was traveling with without a ride. She lost her ride like a lot of people that day. And my dad picked her up and her two friends. And yeah. And so really like my roots come from people coming together through peace, love and music and also helping others. And so that's really, I think, what I've always standed, stood for with, with my music. And then also a huge part of my life has always been helping others as a coach, as a vocal coach, as a life coach. And now super, super grateful and honored to, to be able to work with, with a modern musician and helping, helping artists do that. So, hmm. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, there is something it almost feels like it's uh, in our DNA as like humans that we both need mentors, we both need mentors, but then we also need to, like, if, if we want to, you know, live our fullest life, it seems like there's mentoring other people too and helping people. Like, it's almost like we have an opportunity to mentor a previous version of ourselves and to kind of pay it forward. And it, it does seem like, yeah, like both of those sides of things, we, we both always need mentors and we both, you know, by paying it forward, it helps us be in alignment with our gifts and you're a great embodiment of that. Yeah, majorly. No, I like so believe and have always been, had amazing coaches, you know, from if you can think about like soccer coach and then vocal coaches and then life coaching coaches and, and Michael Walker and, <laughs> you know, just like always having somebody to, to just listen to and to talk to for guidance. But yeah, and on the, on the other end, I think just teaching and coaching also helps us to be super in aligned with, you know, any of those, you know, main, main focuses or main points that, that we attempt to follow on a day-to-day -day basis. Teaching it is like that next level of having it sink into our core and in ourselves and helps us to learn too. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to hear your perspective from, you know, from the experience that you have now, you're both working on your own craft, your own music, and now also working with, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of artists one-on-one -on -one, you know, through the artist identity sessions. What do you see as like the biggest initial challenges or, you know, the places where artists kind of miss the mark when it comes to this important process of identifying who they are and their brand and, and what they're here for? Yeah, I think a lot of artists come in and I think just not realizing that they have a story or that their story is powerful, no matter how either normal it seems or, you know, there's a lot of people that come in with 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 trauma and really, you know, amazing things that they've had to overcome to be where they are. So, yeah, just yeah, not knowing how that they have a story or that mm. they can share their story and also realizing that they have the power to decide what they share 
of their story, which I think is is very important. Some people come in and they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to share this. This is really, really personal, which is understandable, mm. but also usually on our sessions, we find the connection between how what they share. And I know you talk about that a lot, how what they share can can help others. Yeah. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah, I'd love to hear your perspective on because that work of identifying, you know, who we are and, and our stories. It's interesting that you mentioned that. Like for all of us, the analogy I've heard before is that we're kind of like fish that if if a fish swims in the ocean and it's always in water, then if you say like, you know, you're in water right now, like what are you talking about? Like what does that mean? Like this is just this is just the way it is. it's normal, you know? And you know, all of us kind of are steeped in our own stories and our own life situation. And a lot of those things that we take for granted, we don't think are special because it's just, it's our normal lives. Other people look at it and they're like, whoa, like that's actually really unique or that's interesting. It's a great reminder. And you also spoke a little bit about this idea of our, how we can share our gift and our story in some some cases, it brings up like underlying trauma or challenging situations, struggles that we've been through. Kind of learning how to come to grips with those things and heal from them, and to share that you know that through your music is kind of a reoccurring theme. I'm curious to hear how, from your perspe- perception, what's the relationship between trauma and an artist's struggles and challenges, and how those incorporate with you know their brand and their purpose and and how how they show up in their music. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I know most everybody are are musicians and there's a lot of songwriters watching. And I know from personal experience, I mean, just writing songs is such a healing process or has been a healing process for me personally, when things come up in life, you know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go to the journal or I'll go to the piano or I'll go to my guitar. And so a lot of times that when an artist has trauma, that trauma comes out in their songs so whether they're sharing that by speaking their story or by sharing sharing their songs you know that listener on the other side is is hearing that right and is oftentimes relating to it whether it's the same challenge or a different challenge and then that that power of the audience member or our fans being able to tap in and say yeah me too oh you've been through something like really intense. So have I, and it just brings that audience member in, in closer and really just as like human connection brings us in closer, which is a huge part. I think of all of our healing path is, is connecting, connecting with others, whether through music or hanging out or talking discussions, learning. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to, to put it, you know, by, by sharing those parts of yourself especially the ones that feel vulnerable or the, you know, the parts that are scary to share or the pain, you know, that you've been through that, that can you know, help provide a voice for other people that haven't been able to express or fully feel those feelings. And I guess, you know, you don't necessarily have to, you know, create songs about, about your trauma or about like, your darkest points. Right. So it's almost curious to hear, how you th- how you think about this in terms of artists from different styles and when is it you know i guess maybe a better question is you know, for an artist who's listening to this right now how can they start to kind of try to put a finger on 
the thing that makes them unique or their style or their brand, their identity, and how much that may or may not relate to their trauma. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's such a good point that you have, because a lot of times, you know, that that story of their trauma is not directly connected to the music that they're creating. So in that case, it's not that it's not okay to share that story, but sometimes it just doesn't not make sense or is not going to be the thing that the story might not be the thing that's going to resonate with their fans. And sometimes I think it could do the opposite, right? Ending on, on the style of, of music that they're, they're creating. But yeah, if, if, if somebody's like brand new and is just like brand, what is brand? What is my identity? I have no idea. I mean, really the first place to start, I think is with your human identity, you know, what, what lights you up as a person and start to, you know, really tap into that and even just, you know, write down thoughts, write down words, and then start to correlate that with your music. Okay. What parts of this that lights me up as a human is also connected to, to the music that I make, because usually those things are Mm. easy to to talk about or to communicate about. So that's, that's a, a really good place to start. And then it's a lot of times it's just things that yeah, even even with colors, right? Like what, what colors are you resonating with? What other bands, images are you resonating with? Like why, you know, does that imagery of this band really, you know, make me look every time that I see that or every time I see that sticker or logo? What What is that about it? And, you know, how can I create from something that's unique to me, but with, with that mm. thing that, that lights me up or, or turns me on? Mm. That's such a good point. Yeah, the what, what came up in in my mind as you're describing that was one of our partners, uh, Friedemann from Holistic Songwriting, has this amazing exercise, and he's he's taught it to you know our community a few times, usually at our mastermind groups. So we just did one in Hawaii, and he shared this exercise where basically you start by making a list of all of your favorite things. And, you know, this could be like music related, it could be artists, or it could be songs or movies or just anything in general. Like, what are your favorite things? And getting really specific with it. And then, you know, describing, describing the, like what the words, the adjectives that describe those things and kind of giving away the punchline here, because this is a special moment, like when you do it, but I don't think this necessarily takes away from the exercise. After you go through that process, you look at all those adjectives and you look at those things and he says like, these are all adjectives that describe you and these are a part of like your brand and who you are. And it's so true. You know, there's our relationships with and how we perceive other things around us. In so many cases, they say more about us than they say about the other thing. And the exercise you just shared, Hannah, around you know, finding your ref- your references, your influences, and thinking about my favorite artists and my favorite visuals, and identifying like what is it that I resonate with about them. It's a great way to look within and kind of figure out what it is about you that that you want to create for yourself. It's also a good reminder that you know we we all have our sources, we all have our influences, and similar to the way that we're all born because we have parents that, you know, they had a baby and you have pieces of you, like your DNA is literally like from your parents and your generational lines. And at the same time, there's something, there's something new too. Like they come together to create something new, which is you. 
And that's why your siblings aren't necessarily the same as, as you, but you have you know, these, these traits. And so the same thing definitely applies to our music. And it's not like any of us were born in a vacuum and it's like, wow, like I just had a truly original thought. It's like, no, like this all comes from influences and inspiration and who we are is really such a factor of everyone and everything around us as well that just hearing you know, you share the exercise, I think all of us, it can give us a lot of freedom to sort of realize you don't have to be totally original or unique, but really, you know, this is about discovering who you are already right now and embodying that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think really even similar to so taught uh, singing lessons for, for a very long time. And as a vocal coach, a lot of people come in and they're like, how do I find my unique voice? You know, but we go through that exercise of, yeah, well, who has influenced you? It's okay if you're not just you, but it's a mix of, yeah, exactly like you said, all those influences of voices that you've loved. Who have you listened to the most? Who have you emulated, whether you knew you were going to be a singer at the time or just who you sang along with the most as a kid or a teenager? And then obviously, you know, your your makeup and your your you know, your, your lips and all of that actually, you know, affects your, affects your voice and who you are. Yeah. As a, as a human. So. That's awesome. I mean, there's something kind of funny about the, the advice, you know, like be yourself um, <laughs> from a standpoint of it's both like extremely true. Like authenticity is something that is, you know, really important, but also like, are you ever not yourself? Like, can you not be you? Even if like you're trying to be someone else, like you are you trying to be someone else. So it's like, it's hard to like, wherever you go, there you are. And from the flip side, you know, what we talked about with influences, um, you know, there's a, a chance that by trying to like, like is it a balance, right? Like you don't necessarily want to try to be someone else or like compare yourself too much or else you kind of lose sight of who you are. So I'm curious, like, yeah, flipping it to the other side of the equation now in terms of really discovering, like being at peace with who you are. I, I know that you have a, a lot of experience and like a background in meditation and yoga and, you know, our voices in our heads are really good at kind of creating an, our egos and creating this image, this idea, this impression of something. So. I'm also curious around, you know, how, how can someone get back in touch with themselves? That's not necessarily from like a mask and that they're trying to portray, but really to come back into themselves and in their bodies and who, who they really are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome question. Cause it does, <laughs> it does bring up a lot, right. When you start even thinking about artist identity, <clears throat> And I know just, you know, by knowing you and the music you create, like you understand this, right? It's like, <laughs> who am I? Describe your identity. But then like from a spiritual perspective, like a lot of that work is like, let everything go, like let go of your story, right? Let go of mm -hmm. all of those thoughts in our heads so that we can sit in meditation and, and find peace and also hear that still small voice, right? Which is like where a lot of our inner truths come from. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting balance of that, but yeah, how, how to, to tap into really getting to know yourself and your, your core essence is, I think meditation for me has been huge and that can look like a lot of different things for a lot of people. Yeah. I have a friend that's like, I don't know, one of the most 
you know, deepest profound people I know, and he can't sit still, but he does Tai Chi, right? So he does those forms and, and that's his meditation. And that's where, you know, he, but I think definitely a stillness practice, a silence practice is super important. You know, music is definitely a form of, of meditation for sure. You know, when you can get into that space where you're completely inside of the song, you know, whether with a band or, or by yourself, chanting, singing, you know, sound healing, like I love using singing bowls, nature. For some people, it's just walking outside and mm. right, connecting, you know, with a tree or just on a path. And then, you know, and then of course, you know, some people like love to go to church and that's where, where they find their meditation. But I think some kind of stillness practice, oneness practice, so whether that's stillness, but definitely like silence is, I think, very, very important. Awesome. Yeah. There's like a bunch of gold nuggets in there. Just like different, different modalities, different ways to, to get to the same thing. One question I'd love to hear your perspective on, especially now as we're entering this new year. And for a lot of us, it's a time of reflecting and also a time of setting goals and creating a vision or a plan and thinking about, you know, who do we want to be? Who do we want to become? And I've always found the relationship between our goals and who we are and like our state of being really interesting because in, in a certain sense, when you set a goal, like you have to become not you in order to achieve the goal. Like that's the point of the goal is you transform and it's about becoming you know, something different and in order for that to happen. The old you has to die first. And sometimes that friction is where the challenge comes from. It's about you becoming like that, that new version of yourself. And so, so the conversations I had around being at peace and being like where you are, you know, it's a juxtaposition between, you know, having goals that drive you that kind of create motion and momentum. The book Thinking Grow Rich, which I'm rereading right now, is really all about cultivating the state of desire and the state of using, you know, your thoughts to, you know, create motion. And so uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on one. You, as we're approaching this you know, new year with planning and setting goals and, and creating a vision, what's a good exercise to kind of get started and start and to plan out the next year? And then also I'd be curious in just hearing how do we balance, you know, those two drives, the drive to like, you know, achieve and become, to transform with being at peace and being still and you know, accepting how things are now. Yeah. 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 I feel like we could have like a five hour conversation about that, <laughs> all of that <laughs> for sure. Mm. Yeah. So the, the, the first, yeah, the first question is how, yeah, where do we start, right? If we're just coming into the new year, if we haven't done much visioning work, even if we have done a lot of visioning work, no matter how much you've done, I would always start, you know, you can revisit your vision, but also always recreate from where you are. I mean, I can go back and look at my November vision and see so many things that I'm, you know, or maybe just a couple that I'm not resonating with or whether life has changed or circumstances have changed or what I long for has changed. So always mm -hmm. I say revisit, no matter if you just wrote it two months ago. But yeah, the power of, I think, starting with, just listing your your longings and, and discontents in, in life. And this a lot of this all comes from me doing work as a life coach with, with Mary Morrissey. So I so always want to dig up our, our mentors. Mm -hmm. 
which she has studied transformational work exactly like Think and Grow Rich. It's a big book that she talks about. So, but yeah, starting with those longings and discontents and really making a list, you know, and you can start if we're, we're here talking, you know, about music and, you know, you can definitely start with your, you know, career or work in the world as a musician. What are your longings and discontents? And then going to that question, what would I love after that? And just, just journaling around that. And you can really do that. I suggest and invite you to do that with all quadrants of our lives because we can easily, and I see this happening a lot with a lot of musicians and my own life is like, we can easily just be so focused, you know, on, on music and, and music industry, but forget that we have health and wellness, which is important if we want to keep touring or keep writing, you know, and we have money and time freedom, which is obviously connected to, you know, to all of it. So yeah, it's important to kind of look at and, and relationships, right? So it's easy to be like, okay, I'm going to just be focused on my music career, but oh yeah, I have this, these kids or this wife or this husband <laughs> or, you know, mother, father, sister, brother. But yeah, that's a really good place to start longing and discontent, but that's just, that's just the place to start for sure. And yeah, what would you, what would you love to create and starting from the energy of that as you're starting to write your your goals and your vision. I also, you know, like to write in in presence tense and also like bathe your vision in gratitude. And so once you have, you know, all these maybe things written out as what you want to create in 2024, then actually write it out and and Michael, you talk about this with like future gratitudes, right? I'm so, but starting with, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and then writing visions from, from that place, mm -hmm. but really like just the power of the vision. So whether that might not resonate with you, I, I have, <laughs> I have probably too many places that I write visions. I write visions with this, like, I have like a life map and then I have like my vision, which is more like we're talking about now in the future, but then those more like, you know, kind of concrete goals too. But I think really what's most important is that you write it out because there's a lot of power in that. So I'm going to pause mm. there and then maybe talk about the balance in case you have anything to say about any mm. of that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love this conversation. I, I feel like this is at the core of achievement and, and growth and success is like, you know, goal setting. And, you know, there regardless of where someone falls on the spiritual spectrum or like, you know, woo-woo uh, friendly, you know, <laughs> I, I consider myself woo-woo compliant, but you know, it's then scientifically proven like goal setting is extremely powerful as a way to, you know, achieve, you know, meaningful results and goal, you're much more likely to succeed if you write down and you set goals. And so I think that there definitely is some powerful creative nature, like in, in place when you set an intention, when you set a goal, when you, you know, create a plan. And I also think that there's a lot of wisdom to the quote that the act of planning is priceless, but plans are useless. Mm. Yeah. Like planning is priceless, but plans are useless. And yeah, I think the idea is, is just that, like, like you mentioned it recalibrating like when you recalibrate, when you set your vision, you know, that's the most valuable part of it is sort of getting aligned and setting a goal, setting a vision and getting you know, congruent with that. Whereas if you get too attached to a specific plan or a specific way that it needs to look, then that's where it can get a little bit challenging because, you know, things don't always like our thoughts 
don't always reflect, you know, what's happening around us. And so, yeah, planning, planning is priceless. Plans are useless. Yeah. Useless is a pretty strong word, but, right. but the, right. the, it's a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of power there. Yeah, like you say, whether we're coming from, from woo woo or not, but yeah. And, you know, going back to, you know, think and grow rich where I know we talk a lot about thoughts and, and right. Everything's created twice first in, in the mind and then mm. in form, right. The chair we're mm. sitting on, you know, the microphone you're, you're speaking in the instruments we play. So just, an awareness around how powerful our thoughts are in creating the the day to day uh, life that we're living, and then even more when we're envisioning the our our music careers or our 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 life and our goals and actually getting to them. And then that power of that vision is also important in as we're writing it. And I see this too with so if you if you are a member of Gold Arts Academy or or have gone through any artist identity session, you know. Michael does an awesome training on, on vision map and what can happen. And I see this with a lot of artists coming in is yeah, doubts and fears come up as we're writing our vision, which is really important and yeah. not a bad thing, right? Cause that's bringing mm -hmm. all of those doubts and fears to the surface and all of those mm -hmm. thoughts that are within us that might be blocking us from the success that we are seeking it could just be as simple as and it's not really usually simple but some kind of thought process that why do I keep doing this trying to do this thing and it's not it's not moving forward sometimes it's not actually the action but it's it's our belief system mm, that's such a good point yeah I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I think sometimes people think that they're on the wrong track because when you set goals or you have a vision then by its very nature, like it's going to feel uncomfortable because you're, you're not that person yet. So in your mind, it's sort of like creating this disconnect because it's like, oh, like I have this goal and I want to be this person. But if I say I'm this person, I'm not actually this person. Can you hear my keyboard right now? I can't. Well, anyways, one great analogy for it is, you know, if you're playing like a note or a chord, then if you imagine that that's sort of like who you are right now, or it's the frequency that you're at, and then you imagine like the new version of yourself, this new goal is at like a different, it's a higher frequency. Then when you put those two notes side by side, then they're going to like, they're not going to necessarily resonate, right? Like they might conflict, they might clash, might create some dissonance where you're like, this it doesn't feel right, doesn't sound right. Because again, like the old you has to die before the new you, you know, can, you know, can emerge. And so it's, yeah, the, the point that you brought up, the fact that that comes up is actually a good thing. Like when you, when you set a, a good goal, as long as it's the right goal and it's something that you truly want and is truly aligned with, you know, the higher version of yourself, then it's totally natural and it's good when fear comes up and doubt. And that's just like the old you wanting to keep you safe. And it's also a, a compass that's literally pointing you in the direction of here's those limiting beliefs. Here's those things that we need to work on in ourselves that are holding us back from accomplishing the goal. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and, you know, I even think of, you know, sometimes when people are, you know, joining gold arts Academy to like, they're embarking on a huge you know, a huge adventure that's really going to change them. So 
looking at that as like a goal, right? Who are we as we as we enter and whatever that vision is, we are here now, you know, and on my left hand and on my right hand is, is where I want to be with whatever we're trying to create in life, right? And then in between there's this, there's this gap, right? And then on this left hand, it's as we're crossing this gap, right, or, or going through the forest, our paradigms, our patterns, our thoughts, are, so they're just trying to keep us safe, right? They're just like, here, come back where it's really warm and cozy over here. And <laughs> right? And mm. then, but then as we, as we go across and we get closer to this goal that keep, you know, that keeps happening, but that's, yeah, that's kind of, kind of how it feels if we're starting to em- embark on the modern musician adventure or, or really any goal. Yeah. So really just listening and paying attention to those thoughts as they come up, not judging them, because it can be really easy to either want to ignore those negative thoughts or those doubts or those fears, but actually just not judging them and say, okay, I hear you and maybe writing them out. And, you know, oftentimes like just coming up with some kind of affirmation or saying that's the opposite of that, that and then anytime that that thought comes up or that fear, or that doubt thought comes up is just coming up with something that resonates with you that you really like, really lights you up, right? And just bring that to mind as a way of taping over, re-recording that paradigm or that thought pattern. Mm. That is so good. Yeah. Great, great start the year too, having this conversation, talking about, you know, letting go of the past beliefs, limiting beliefs. And, and that's a great, a practical way to relate with those. So you described you know, when they come up, it, the natural thing might be to kind of resist them or pretend that they're not there and just try not to feel the, the feelings. But your recommendation would be to what, to allow it to come up. And maybe this is a good focal point on like some of the, the stillness exercise that you have is to actually like write down those limiting beliefs and really like do the inner work on those and notice the feeling, allow it to be there. Don't resist it, but then to consciously flip it and think about who do you need to become in order to, in order to overcome that limiting belief, a really, really powerful practice. Do you have any other tips in terms of how people can relate? Because in a lot of cases, Actually, this is a great, good question is in a lot of cases, these negative beliefs or limiting beliefs, we hold on to a version of them ourselves and, you know, and it's hard to sometimes to let those go. But I think for a lot of us as well, we've built up relationships and like a situation around us where the environment also, you know, sort of has this version, it knows the old you, like, and it's comfortable with the old you, the people who know the old you have learned how to interact with the old you. And so not only does it affect you when you have a goal or you want to transform or become a different version of you, but it has a tendency to make people around you feel uncomfortable as well because it kind of forces them to recalibrate with who you are and to think about themselves. So I'm curious if you have any insights or advice for people as it relates to people who are close to them in their lives, close relationships, how do they align with those existing relationships so they don't have that extra layer of sabotage as they're looking to evolve yeah that's an amazing question and such yeah that does happen a lot yeah and you don't want to just be like oh see you family like you know. <laughs> later dad <laughs> this is the end <laughs> I'm, I'm be honest, that does happen depending on the situation and if it's 
you know, if, mm. if you're rising above abuse and it's an abusive situation, mm. then sometimes yeah. that is the, the best thing. But mm. the first thing that comes to mind is is being aware of who you're actually sharing your your goals and visions and dreams with and mm. at what point that they are in their you know, if they're, if they're just a little seed thought or if they're even just a little seedling. Yeah. I, I, my mom had a teacher that would say, you know, you can, you can move mountains, but just don't tell everybody about it. So really being aware, even in, in, it might be your significant other, right. It it might be, you know, your closest family member, but if that person isn't going to be somebody that, you know, is going to be supportive of, that dream, maybe you don't share it, or maybe you, you know, really are aware of how much you share of that or of your vision. Mm. I think that's really important. Number one, and number two, you know, so surrounding yourself, you know, or, or, or connecting with possibly new community that is going to support that and support your, you know, your, your new vision or yeah, your ex- expanded version of yourself those are those are two thoughts that come to mind but I love it it is you right don't don't you and I don't know how often you don't do it but I think I've heard you mention that with your wife you might say like okay what are our what are our biggest wins today is that right do you do that Mm -hmm. with Jen yeah it's been a, a really important really powerful habit is doing the reflecting on the wins and we do the yeah top three wins from the day top three future wins yeah, I love that because, you know, often, you know, with your, you know, with your significant other or your roommate or whoever, you know, you might come home and, and you know, just have a, you know, I can't think of a word that's not a swear right now. <laughs> just have a session where you're just complaining, right? Just have a complaining mm. session. And that it's so easy to do that just to release from your day. But I love that. Mm. You know, I think that's an awesome practice that you could do, you know, with somebody that, especially if mm. they're not, you know, everybody is where they are. I think also accepting whoever, you know, that person is that maybe is not going on a different journey, just accepting them as they are. Sometimes those people, you know, I think sometimes we can be tempted to 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 move on, you know, to greater pastures, even if it's friends as we're, as we're, you know, moving into new versions of ourselves. But sometimes those people like know the the most real version of ourselves and can be really good reminders too of hey are you really like is that the real path you want to go on or or just even seeing them can just remind you of like your who you really are or where you came from yeah it's such a, a powerful exercise to sort of look at your your influences your your environment around you to identify you know, which of these are aligned with who I am and who I want to be and you know which relationships and this could be relationships with humans I mean that's an important one but also like relationships with just things in your life you know it could be with a certain kind of food or your relationship with you know something else a bad habit that learning how to let go of those relationships can be challenging, but also really important factors that once you let go of them, it just is like rocket fuel because now that's not, it's not pulling you back anymore. Yeah. Venues, right. Even like where we're performing as musicians, like it is, you're mm. saying that, you know, even thinking about like, we definitely came to a point with, with music where, 
<laughs> because a lot of our lyrics are about like consciousness and, and meditation and we still play in clubs, you know, and we still play in clubs, but you know, we came to a point maybe five years ago where it was like, okay, you know, I might be singing about like meditation or like have a song called sacred cacao, but everybody's got beers in their hands and they have no idea. What <laughs> <laughs> so we came to a point where it was like just again reevaluating the vision you know at one point it was like yeah how do i play in all these clubs you know and, and get those gigs and like okay well where is that community that's going to be aligned with with meditation and cacao and that can really hear and tune into the the lyrics that you know we're singing so even yeah even even that like letting go what might be quote unquote what looks like working that is working and then to you know to go somewhere else that you might not know where it is right it's like the, mm. the what do they say the en enemy of of uh great is good you know like mm. this, this is fine this is working cool but mm. what if there you know is this whole another community that you can tap into that's super interesting. Yeah, the as you're describing that, I was just imagining when you guys perform like out in nature or somewhere, it'd be such like a great setting for it. And I think for all of us, that's an interesting question is like, you know, where, what are the spaces that I want to create for people with my performances? What do I want it to be about? What do I want like the vibe and the impact to be when we're, you know, together through this you know, community experience of, of doing the music? It reminded me of you know, one of our clients, I think probably like a year or two ago, Will Taylor, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. He had like a really cool, uh, I think they called it like music in the woods or something similar to that. But yeah. they had a really cool experience where they did shows and he played violin out in, in the woods. So it's yeah, an interesting expression of what you're describing right now with you know being conscious of the space that, that you're creating with your music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because environment is such, it's what we're surrounded by, right? When we're creating music, just like, right, a, a, a great studio that's built for sound is going to resonate or a church or your, you know, or your shower is going to sound so good, right? That environment that you're in. Um, mm. But it also can help, I think, uh, with whatever frequency we're, we're, we're putting out with, with our music, you know, whether it be mm. rock or metal or, you know, or chanting. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Yeah. To, to bring it back to, to this, I mean, I feel like this is such a, a common challenge and pain point that all of us kind of go through when we evolve, when we change, is that like our, we might experience conflict or discomfort from our existing relationships. And I, I know that I've certainly had times where I had big goals and I started out with nothing and, you know, no you know, proof that this idea, this thing that I had was, was going to work. And I remember one phrase that kept coming up for me again, and it's become sort of like a mantra. And I, I love this, this phrase. I think it was James Brown who he has a song. Like, Don't believe me, just watch. Bruno Mars also <laughs> yeah. used that in Uptown Funk. But it's just like, you know, don't, don't believe me, just, just watch. Mm. And gosh, I think there's something really powerful about that idea of you know, who you are speaks louder than the words that you say. And, you know, so you just being, you know, like make it happen, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. And it doesn't matter then if someone else believes in you or doesn't believe in you, really, it just comes down to who you are and, you know, don't believe me, just watch, like make it happen. That's a really powerful mantra. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> Don't believe me, just watch. Ow. Bam. 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 Bam.
so good. So good. Oh man, I'll never forget when that song first came out. I remember we were we were touring. I remember we had the we were loading into the venue one day, and that song was was blasting, and we were all just like grooving and dancing to it as we were loading in. Such a good song. So good. Um, so good. Well, that reminds me we that you you were ta- also talking about that. How? Because I always think about this one too. How do we balance like that drive as we are creating that vision of who we want to be? with mm. this piece of being like in the present moment because i often you know I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating that as well especially when you're reaching for for big goals that seem like you say like your yourself now your your now self has to die in order to reach those goals i think a lot of it comes down to to like the state that you're in and by that I mean like just like you know just like in modern musician when we we start a call we we start with gratitude right like what what are you grateful for and this is just a way for us to create this this state this energy energetic state of of gratitude right and it, it lifts us up even sometimes we don't feel like doing it but yeah creating this energetic state but similar to when we have a vision asking ourselves like you know, coming, coming to that vision and what are, you know, three states that I can be to be that are aligned with my dream. So, you know, if you're talking, if you're like talking about performing, say at a a dream venue that you want to be at, like, what would I have to, what what is that state? And so for an example, it could be, well, if I was on that stage, I would be, you know, I'd be confident, you know, and I would be, fully expressing and, you know, I would be shining, you know, my light, it's brightest. Mm. So as opposed to just like reaching for that, because then we're always like reaching outside of ourselves, right. To, to this place outside of ourselves is like, how do we embody that today? Right. As we're typing as our, on our keyboard, right. As we're taking care of our children or, you know, playing our guitar in the practice room, like, how can I play this more confidently? How can I shine brighter as I'm, you know, playing with my children? Like, but how can I actually be that energetic state now? And what, you know, really can happen is like, then we become these magnets where that dream, especially as we keep envisioning it and taking action steps to get there. But then we are like a vibrational match, you know, to that mm. that vision or that dream that we are you know, talking about or creating or, or, or dreaming of. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so powerful. Creating that state, that, that resonance, that frequency that, you know, there, there definitely is a creative force that you know, attracts, you know, that attracts us to our state of thinking, our state of feeling. It's just state of, our state of being really just like the, the presence. So intentionally, you know, creating the state that's aligned with this version of you with, that's aligned with your goals, super important. One thing I love about gratitude too, it seems like gratitude is such a, such a powerful state because you can also be grateful for anything. Like if you're feeling like you're in pain right now, it's counterintuitive, but gosh, if you can be grateful for your pain, what is it like even just makes me feel emotional like thinking about it it's just like the pain it does have a purpose like it has it's a blessing it's a gift in certain ways and it's you know when we're resisting it when we're trying to fight with 
the way things are, then it just, it's, it's like in this life, we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. So yeah. don't worry, be happy. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's true. And, and yeah, being, you can be grateful. You can, you can appreciate you know, the, the struggles, the pain that you have to go through. You can appreciate it, it can be hard, but, you know, appreciating the, the suffering and appreciating the darkness it really it creates this catapult effect. So I, I just love gratitude. And I love the fact that you can never run out of things to be grateful for. Like gratitude is just, it's, it's always a way to come back into this moment and to be you know, at peace and to, to have acceptance, whether that's through some sort of grief process or through you know, just being at joy, you know, being joyful and, and dancing and, and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like you said that the pain, I think as a lot of times is just if, if it's a body pain, you know, or it's like our, or a disease, it's like our, our body's communicating with us, you know, what is it trying to say and how can we, mm. you know, how can we listen and, and tune into that? Anna, you're awesome. Uh, oh. I love the fact that we got to have this conversation at such a good time for it. And Hannah, for anyone who's interested in connecting more and going deeper with, with you and with your music and, and getting in touch, what would be the best place for them to go to, to connect? Yeah, definitely like our, our website, which is hannahsfield.com, H-A-N-N-A-H-S-F-I-E-L-D. Really actually our, our link tree can lead you everywhere to, to coaching and, and music, which that's just a uh, link tree slash Hannahsfield. Those are the places. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. And on behalf of all of our artists who have had sessions with you and have connected with you, you're awesome. Thank you for the work that you do. For any of you who are like onboarding into our program right now, who are kind of going through Gold Arts Academy, Hannah is our arts identity leader. And so she's really like one of our first initial touch points where going, you know, when you set goals for the next year and you start thinking about what you want to accomplish, who you want to become, one of the starting points is really crafting your artist identity and, you know, getting to who you are and what kind of message you want to have. So, you know, if you are in the process where you're like coming into the program right now, you're in for a treat. So that's a, a great way to, you'll be able to, to connect with the awesomeness that is Hannah as well. Thank you. All right. I think you are amazing as well. I'm so grateful any chance that I get to, to connect with you and, and yeah, just, hang and talk deep. I'm very grateful. <laughs> this is a great conversation. Yeah. It's fair that I get to go to this level of depth with, with these topics, but it's super, super important. Yeah. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.